water tugged on his body, nearly dragging him underwater again. Clinging to the branches, Will pulled himself toward the bank. Progress was slow. His hands bled, but there was no pain from the bramble slicing into his skin, only the cold. He reached a pitch-black pool and tumbled in head first. At least he was out of the river current, but his arms grew heavier and heavier, He struggled to reach the surface. His shoulders ached. Not much strength left. He clutched a tree branch and hoisted his head and shoulders above water, gasping for air. Still clinging to the branch, he hauled himself to the shallow edge and wedged his body between tree limbs and rocks. Then he laughed. No one would ever find him here. Why had he bothered? The instinct for self-preservation was often stronger than made sense. He only laughed harder at the irony. Somewhere a fish splashed, and a hawk floated overhead. Buzzards would soon appear. He should have let go. It would have been easier that way. All sensation in his hands was gone, and his feet were numb. His mind drifted, and he thought of her. Will regretted few things in life except for burning the letter to her that had revealed his feelings. All he had left was to die. Not dead yet. He reminded himself that Lily would have gone for help. He tried to stay awake, but his thoughts continued to wander. The hawk, he could almost imagine it lifting him toward the sky. Once he was airborne, the passage of time had little meaning. Voices whispered in the wind, and he heard someone call his name while he soared with the hawk. Well, it was her, and she sounded frantic. Will, please answer. Another voice, a man's, called for the woman. Alice? The hawk vanished, and Will blinked, returning to earth. It wasn't her, but Alice? Will? Sam, fetch Ezra. Will, where are you? Still sluggish, he breathed her name as Alice came into his view. Thought I was dreaming. Will! Tears streaked her cheeks. She grasped his arm and tugged. With her help, he was able to drag himself from the murky pool, but he fell into the slosh of the bottomland. She wrapped her cloak around him and cradled him in her arms. Sam's gone for help. Everything shall be all right now. Alice? She hushed him. Save your strength. But he had a rare need to talk. Four years of war and nothing had been gained by it. Bad times weren't over yet. The South would likely be punished for the war. Then he spoke about the fall of Petersburg and his journey home. Black. She was wearing black. He clutched her skirt, and her green eyes met his. Alice, why are you wearing black? With a laugh, Alice brushed away her tears. There's plenty of time to explain. His hand fell away and made a splash as it hit the muck. Her fingers stroked through his hair, and he closed his eyes. She hugged him tighter and whispered her love.
Drawn to her warmth, he drifted until he heard voices. He recognized Sam and the elderly Negro servant Ezra. Another man was with them, a tall, blond-haired man. Brigadier Jackson, I wish we could have met under better circumstances. His mind was muddled. One of his men? Will attempted to offer a hand, but it refused to move. He forced a laugh. I'd shake your hand, but nothing seems to work right now. Don't worry, sir. I'm honored that I can help. With a groan, the men lifted him from the muck and settled him on a blanket. Alice was beside him once more, gripping his hand. Everything is going to be fine now, she said with firm conviction. He couldn't feel her touch, not even her warmth. As the blanket was hoisted, he slipped into dreams of flying with the hawk.